Good afternoon, everybody. And we are back again to do a second take of what uh, didn't quite happen this morning because of technical issues with Zoom. But it's great to be joined again by Raj. Um, and between the three of us, we're just going to unpack a little bit about what today is and what we sense God is saying. So today is Pentecost. It's 50 days from Easter Sunday when we celebrated Jesus rising from the dead. Um, and it's we celebrate today the Holy Spirit being poured out on the first disciples and the birthing of the church. Um, in the Old Testament and, and prior to this day, the Holy Spirit had been poured out on specific people for specific reasons, for specific seasons. But there was always the heart of God in scripture that he wanted men and women to receive his spirit, to have a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. And in Joel, there's a prophetic word and it says this, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, even on male and female servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. And that was revolutionary because it was a very male culture at the time. And the prophet was saying God's heart was to pour out his spirit on men and women, young and old, slave and free on everyone. And, and Jesus, just before he died, spoke to his disciples about this. And, and he said, it's better that I go away, that you get the Holy Spirit. What can be better than doing life with the Son of God? But he said, no, it's better that I go away, that the Holy Spirit will come. He's your helper. He's your comforter. And he will lead you into all truth. Jesus was the truth, but he said the Holy Spirit would lead us into into the truth and then at the beginning of acts which was written by one of the disciples we read this he presented himself alive to them after his suffering that's talking about jesus by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of god and while staying with them he ordered them not to depart from jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And the disciples waited. Yeah. It's interesting when Jesus um, instructed his, his disciples actually um, not to go anywhere, actually until they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And for me, it clearly tells us two things. Uh, you may be able to think of more, but one that, um, and they're really self-evident to me anyway, Christians need the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us to be effective ambassadors of Jesus. We cannot be effective ambassadors of Jesus without the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing it tells me. The second is God doesn't want anyone to do life without the immersive experience of his love. We, we can do it now, but it was a scripture which God said in the Old Testament that one day I'm going to write your law, my law on your heart. And that's really what it is, an immersive experience of his love. Um, and just another thing. Did you know that uh, Jesus himself did not uh, begin his ministry until he was actually baptized in, in both water and the Holy Spirit? Check that out in the Bible. He did not be begin his ministry until he was not only baptized in water, but filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it says. He went out into the wilderness 
after his baptism and after being baptized in the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. That was something new, the Son of God, something to think about. So when the Holy Spirit was poured out on those first uh, believers in Jerusalem uh, nearly 2000 years ago, 33 AD roughly, the effect was immediate and it was dynamic. It was as if like um, a dam had been breached between heaven and earth. That's very picturesque really, isn't it? But um, like the electric power of God came on them with, with tongues because they, tongues of fire, that's what they saw. And like a rushing wind, imagine an aircraft engine. That's how it describes the power of God, heaven being opened with force. So this was really no gentle take it or, or leave it experience. And uh, these, these people who have been praying since uh, Jesus ascended into heaven, they really got what they've been praying for. And it transformed them so radically that as they spilled out from the room in which they'd been praying, which they'd had this encounter, um, into the, the Pentecost festival um, crowd, such was the effect that it had on people. People thought they were drunk. People took note. They, they heard them um, uh, speaking uh, their, their own native languages in what the Holy Spirit calls the gift of tongues. He, God enabled the believers by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to bring the gospel message to the visitors to Jerusalem in their own native tongues. But so they were visibly and audibly um, you know, taken aback by, by what, what, what was happening. And then just, just really by bringing this little bit to a close, this introduction to a close, Peter, one of Jesus' core disciples, who before Jesus' crucifixion actually had denied Jesus famously or infamously uh, three times, um, this same Peter, now baptised in the Holy Spirit, brazenly, and boldly stood before these crowds. And there must have been in those crowds people who he'd actually run away from, been petrified of originally because he feared for his own life. Now he couldn't care less. He stood before them. He gave them almost like the whole gospel, Old Testament, New Testament. He brought it before them and uh, look at the just read it up in the book of Acts and you'll see the difference this made to Peter being baptized in the Holy Spirit set Peter alight with a love and a passion for people and for God like never before. On May the 14th, 1988, um, I had my own uh, personal Pentecost, which is the reason uh, I'm sitting uh, here today speaking to you. But um, as I say, we've, we've got Raj with us today. So Raj, tell us um, really how being baptized in the Holy Spirit impacted your life. Yeah. Um I suppose, like most people, um, when it all varies, everyone has different experience when it comes to baptism in the Holy Spirit. And for me, I think that how I experienced the baptism the very first time was the day I became a Christian. Um, but before I share about that, I just kind of give you a bit of a backdrop where I'm coming from. So um, I was brought up in a Hindu family and I was brought up in fearing God or the gurus. I um, had like a um, respect for God well, more of a fear of God, and I tried to be a good person. And, um, but when I was about 18, things at home were quite difficult. And at 18, I made a decision to leave home. But not only leave home, I also made a decision to no longer believe in God. And the reason being is because life was so hard, I kind of like blamed God, because I thought well, if God was real, my life would have been, he would have been great, right? 
So I just made the decision, God can't possibly be real because my life is so bad. And it's, it's funny because you're like thinking, well, if you don't, why blame something you don't believe? You know, it's all a bit, but I made that decision. So when I left home at 18, I left my family, but I also left any concept of God. And also I kind of felt God was, because my fear of God was constrained. I was constrained as an Indian and now I was being constrained as um as a believer god i kind of believe in god so by me rejecting god i was rejecting the constraints and i wanted to find life um, and freedom in what i thought was out there in the world and so the things that i was looking for out there were um was love primary and purpose i wanted to have a purpose in life that wasn't just a waste of space it wasn't a mistake i wasn't a disappointment because that's how i felt and acceptance I wanted to be accepted by people and I was a real people pleaser and tried to do everything I could to be accepted popular and I went down this journey of trying to find happiness through the way the world says you can be so I went and did the things that is out there to do um, and it's funny because I was externally because we kind of believe that if we change external then they'll make us internally happy but actually I was changing the externals, but inside, um, there was still the pain of my childhood. There was still stuff inward that I wasn't willing to address. So I kept myself very busy, very entertained, um, so busy that I never allowed myself time to feel what was really going on within. And, and during that course of when I um, left home, things got from bad to worse for me. And, um, but what I did was, it was what I did as a kid was I just pushed everything down, hid it behind a smile, very good at pretending that you would think I was the happiest person in the world when you looked at me, but actually inside I was, I was dead, you know? And um, so it was very much, I was brilliant at pushing things down. I was very good at acting. And so that's kind of like my journey just before. And, and then when I was about 19, I moved out of the Midlands where I'm from and I moved to London. And there I met for the first time a Christian lady. And I didn't want religion. I didn't want a God. I, just, I was completely, the world is what is gonna make me happy and I'm pursuing the world. And, um, but this Christian lady, for some reason, she knew not to preach at me, but she just showed me love. You know, she just was just loving and, unconditional because often sometimes people my experience was I had to do something for someone for someone to love me you know and so she didn't I didn't do anything for her but she just and then I also found out like afterwards that she'd been praying and she had a group of um, people praying for me um so so I'd met her and like I said had no still no understanding no Jesus for me was a film actor I had no understanding and then on the key day, and this is the day that I actually became Christian, I was um, at home and I, it was February the 14th, 1994, so 26 years ago, and I was at home and an incident happened that, I won't go into detail because it's not about that, which caused the stuff I pushed down to kind of like erupt out. It's almost like I couldn't push, keep it down. It was almost the, the last thing I needed that knocked everything, knocked the walls, knocked me and forced everything that I pushed down to come up. And I found myself just crying for the very first time for hours, just, 
just almost emptying and, and also it was like I saw a video um it was the weirdest thing it's like I saw a video of my life because I pretended a lot that everything was great because I was almost too ashamed to admit to myself things weren't as great as they are and just the reality and the truth of what life is dawned on me and I just saw all the people I thought I loved me that didn't love me, all the people that used me and abused me, you know what I mean? All the stuff just came up and I cried and cried and cried. And then in the very early hours of the morning, I heard a voice um, saying, Raj, stop crying. And um, I knew it was God. Um, I never knew God could talk. No one ever talked. I knew, you know, no one said to me, God can talk. And my understanding of God was he was far up in the sky, looking down at us, really angry and disappointed. And that's what I understood God being. But that day, I just I heard him. It wasn't like an audible voice, an inner voice. And I knew it was God. And I found myself for the very first time talking to God. And I just, my first question to him was, why? Why was my life so hard? Because, you know, I'm, in my eyes, I was a good person. You know, I'd do anything for anyone. I was kind. I never did. You know what I mean? I, you know, we all think we're good, but actually, if you really look at it in the light of God, probably wasn't that good. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't perfect. And um, and then I so I just kind of was asking God why. And then I, and it's almost like God took me to um, this little booklet I read. So this Christian lady gave me this, it's called a track, they call it. It's a little booklet. And um, when I read it a few months ago, I just didn't understand it. It was like, yeah, but I, but but the Holy Spirit, I, I feel that I know now, took me to this booklet. And it talks about a journey, that we're on a journey. And in the journey, we, we make choices. And I realized these last 21 years, I've been making choices and not very good choices. Um, and I realized I'm a bit rubbish at steering my life. And because I just, it, things, when I say things got bad, it went bad. <laughs> Um, and so I realized that I can't do this anymore. And if I'm honest, undeniably, in my heart all my life, it's always that I was dead. And I had tried to commit suicide in the past. And I just got to the point, I just, I just thought I had enough. And I had now thought this is the opportunity, God is here. And if anyone can take me, it's him. So I just said, God, you know, I've had enough. I've done things my own way. It's just got bad from worst. I just give you my life and I just just take it. And I, I honestly thought I was going to be beamed up to heaven. I, I really thought it was it was the most realist experience I ever felt. And I felt I was going to be zoomed up. But instead, what happened, it felt like heaven opened up above me. And I felt for the very first time just being just love being poured into me just. I, I, I just love and peace. I just felt myself being filled up with something that I've been looking for all my life and didn't realize I could find it, you find it in God and not the world. And I just found myself just being filled and filled. And it's almost like I needed to get rid of all that rubbish, sure. all that pain and all that stuff in order to make space for love to come into my soul. 
there's a scripture in the Bible, it says, um, what, what profits a man to gain the world and lose their soul? And I, I realized I was trying to, all my life, gain the world. But in the process, my soul was being lost and broken and damaged. And in this, in this one moment, I feeling this, this waves of love and healing and restoration. It was just life-changing. And I remember then... Like thinking about people who had hurt me and people I thought about my family who haven't who I seen for years and I started to pray for them and I feel that that's what the Holy Spirit does he gets you to do things that you wouldn't normally do because it's a spirit is making your spirit alive and you know your spirit's alive and connected to God you do things that are supernatural which are spiritual and so I found myself praying and and just almost forgiving because I think we've got to forgive and only God can really help us to forgive those that have hurt us and those who unknowingly have done stuff. And so I, I forgave in what I know to now to be. And the beautiful thing about it, the next morning, um, I um, packed my, because I was living with my boyfriend, and I packed my bags and um, I remember stepping out the front door and the streets, I lived in Hernhill, Brixton Way, and the streets of London were just coated with snow, just white with snow. This is February the 15th. And then I remember walking down the street and later on finding out there's a scripture that says he washes our sins as white as snow. And I've got to say, I was, I was simple. I had made a lot of mistakes and I was that going down a road that was not great. And that walking down that street was God saying, you're pure again. Wow. This is a fresh start. And I needed a fresh start because it was almost like, you know, I was wishing to die. And in some ways, that Raj Kamari was my surname. That Raj Kamari did die. And what came out of, was resurrected was this new Raj Kamari. And I'm Raj here now because I'm mar happily married. And it, just this new person came out. And I found myself just, just a boldness. And, um, you know, I just felt I had purpose now. Um, to share, to tell, I wanted to tell the whole world what God had done, that God is love. You can feel him, you can hear him. It's a relationship. It's not this distant thing. I wanted to tell everyone because I just thought I struggled all those years and, and I was only 21. And I just wanted everyone to know because I don't want people to go through. Life without God is empty. And I, I realized that for me, like when we're in the world, we try to make everything perfect outside. We think if we've got the nicest car, or we look the most amazing, have the most amazing holidays, or if we have the most amazing kids or whatever it is that drives us to make us think, well, if I've got this, I'll be happy. Actually, I realize the external things will never make you happy because once you have them, you'll want more. There'll be something else because they never hit the mark. And, um, but when God touched me, he dealt with my internal. He came inside and he worked on the inside. And so when the inside was full of joy and full of peace and full of love, then the outside just automatically kind of like expressed that. So it has to be an inner change rather than external. And only God can really do that inner change through his Holy Spirit. And that's what the Holy Spirit is such an important helper that Jesus left with us and i so rely on the holy spirit all the time even doing something like this i can't do this in my own church like peter it was because the holy spirit came on him he was able to preach he was 
he, he cowered away and denied Christ, right? Yeah. And I know without God, I can't do any of this stuff. But with him, I'm like, that's a powerful, powerful story. And what I love, Raj, about your story, and actually it, it's so true for anyone, is you didn't have to be cleaned up <laughs> before God came and spoke to you and poured out his Holy Spirit upon you. You came as, as you, you were. were. He yeah. found you, a bit like the prodigal son. You know, he, he welcomed you back in when you were still mucky, actually, you know, because... He he wanted you back in his family. Which well, is he's just the beautiful. one. He's the one who does the cleaning, who makes yeah. you white as yeah. snow. Yeah. Raj, yeah. There'll, there'll be people who are uh, listening or watching this call, who um, are, are Christians, but actually want to. They want what Peter had uh, that I talked about. Like, yeah, I, I want that boldness. I, I want to to fully know Jesus. I, I want to live that life. I'm not, and I want that. And it will be good to pray for those who yeah. just who have an appetite for living beyond that which they're living at the moment. They, they know this more. It'll be those. But I also want to invite you to pray for those um, like all of us at one point actually didn't know we had a savior yeah. who can actually clean us and make us white. So who didn't know um, who the, the God loves us unconditionally and wants and has, has done everything to bring us home. So those two categories of people that um, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we'd love to invite you to pray yeah, for those on the right. call today. Yes. If that's okay. Yes, honour. I think the key thing, um, God is so wanting to pour out His Holy Spirit. You know, He so wants. You know, I just feel He's so He's so desperate to pour it out into His children. He doesn't have favourites. He doesn't go, oh, "I'll give it to you, and not to you." He just needs our heart to say, "I surrender." You know, I came to the end of myself. And sometimes we've just got to come to the end of ourselves, say, I've tried everything and nothing works. You know, um, I think Paul said, you know, I count everything lost um, against the um, surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. And we just got to get to the end of saying, this world um, has nothing to offer us. And it's interesting, sorry, I'm, but with lockdown, we can't do the things that entertain us, like go out to the movies, you know, all the things that we can busy ourselves to, uh, at jobs and whatever. It's forced us to stop. But it'd be a shame if we stopped and not actually thought and allowed ourselves to look internally. And so that's what God, God we've got to allow ourselves to go in and look in, not in an introspective way, in a, let's be real, what's going on inside? Are you really happy? Are you fulfilled? And um, so... I'm just going to ask you if you want to open up your hands and just, I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. And I know that when we ask, the Holy Spirit will come. And I thank you. The Holy Spirit is right now here in your room, wherever you are. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a helper. You are a comforter. That you are a friend. And you lead us into all truth right now. And I invite you, Holy Spirit, just to come. And I just, I just repeat after me, Holy Spirit, would you come into my life? I surrender it all. I, I, I can't do it without you. I can't pretend anymore. I quit. And I ask you to come. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill me. Fill me. Holy Spirit, I just ask you just to come and increase your presence right now. 
increase your presence right now to touch hearts, touch minds right now, touch hands right now. You say, Lord, that we can taste and see that you are good. So I ask right now that people would experience you, they would feel you in their bodies, they will feel, sense your presence in that, in that room they're in. Lord, also, I thank you that you are a God that says, um, we can hear your voice, you're a God that speaks. And I ask, Father God, just to speak, to speak to someone today afresh. Show them that you are real, because you are. Just fill us, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come with your power, your fire. And I pray for those Christians who are just have not had that baptism of love and that fresh baptism of Holy Spirit. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, for a fresh baptism that tongues will be loose, Lord God. Hearts will be set ablaze for you, God, in a way that's never been. God, they would taste and see in a fresh way how good you are. And God, and today will be a game changer because they would know who they are and whose they are because they have been adopted in your family and they belong and you give them purpose, acceptance and love in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pour more. Pour more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, how much you love us that you gave your only son, that none will perish, but all should have eternal life. God, you love each one of us. Doesn't matter how far we are, you love us and you accept us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen. It's so true, Raj, isn't it? Each one of us needs to know that we are valued, and that we are loved unconditionally. Um, and that's our Father's heart for us. Thank you so much yes. for sharing, being vulnerable and uh, so honest and just so you. Thank you. And if anybody's listening to this and, and uh, you want to chat about any of those things through, um, then get in contact with, with Andy on your Facebook feed and we can... Or we've got a, a website, revivalchurchbaruki.com, yeah. and there's a contact thing there. We've got a Twitter page as well. So there's various means you can find us. Yeah. And if you have um, today, there's been a transaction, you've given your life to Jesus, you know, we'd love to help you on your journey. If yeah. you want to know more about what you've been hearing today, likewise, we'd love to help you on your journey. We yeah. are here for you. Absolutely. Bless Absolutely. you. God bless you, everybody. Have a great rest of the day. The sun is shining outside. It's a beautiful day. And thank you, Raj. Yeah. Um, really great to have you on the call with us today. So thank you. Thank you, guys.